0: This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equipped. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website EquippedRadio.org. Please enjoy the following pre-recorded Encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equipped with Chris Brooks. I am so thrilled you have joined me on this Thanksgiving week. Why don't you strap on your seatbelt? We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I might rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. And with that, I welcome you into a very special edition of Equip. Before we talk about our topic and our guests, let me just start this Thanksgiving week with a big thank you. Thank you for your partnership. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for standing next to us prayerfully and financially. It's been because of you and God's grace that we're here each and every day to equip Christians to more effectively live, share, and defend their faith. Can I ask you to help us to finish the year strong? You've already been amazing. Many of you have already supported the program throughout the year, but some have been listening. You've been encouraged, but yet you've been saying you want to give and haven't gotten around to it. Can you do that today? Uh, We are so close to uh, meeting our year-end budget. About 16% away from that That's not too bad And so I'm asking for you to help us To bridge that gap Maybe you can give a special one-time gift To the ministry Maybe a $30 gift today Or maybe a $100 gift today However God would speak to your heart But we sure do need your partnership Can you call the number 888-644-4144 That's 888-644-4144 What a blessing you'll be. And I know on the other side of that call, God will, uh, I think, encourage your heart because you'll know that lives are being changed in your own community through your generosity. Again, 888-644-4144. Go to EquipRadio.org. All right. Strap on your seatbelts because today I want to talk to you about one of the most difficult but yet liberating aspects of the Christian life. I want to talk about forgiveness. Now, before you change that dial, you know, uh, forgiveness has been described as a beautiful concept, all until you have to extend it to someone. But we all know what it's like to have to extend forgiveness to someone. It typically comes in the aftermath of our heart being ripped out and shattered into pieces. So here's the question we have to ask ourselves. How do we forgive? In particular, when you've been hurt deeply by someone you love, And how do you forgive when you can't forget? In our most uh, raw and vulnerable book, uh, author Lisa Turkhurst takes us on a deep journey into pain and promise. I'm telling you, this book is transformational. I'm so grateful for Lisa because I think through the pages of her most recent book, she's teaching us how to forgive even what you can't forget. Uh, today Lisa Turkhurst joins me for those of you who don't know, she's the president of Proverbs 31 Ministries. She's also a New York Times number one best-selling author. She's a mother of five, a grandmother of three. Lisa, and I love this part of her bio, writes from her gray farm table and lives uh, and lives with her family in North Carolina. Hey Lisa, how are you?
1: Thank you so much. I'm well. I'm so honored to be with you today.
0: It is such a blessing to have you. Thanks for carving out the time. For those who aren't familiar with uh, the ministry of Proverbs 31 uh, Ministries, can you just share a little bit about what you guys do there?
1: Absolutely. So we say we help people know the truth and live the truth because it changes everything. And so we're very serious about really intersecting in the middle of a woman's busy day with her and giving her glimpses of God's truth that will help her have better perspectives, better reactions, and better thoughts about her day.
0: Now, how did you end up launching this ministry?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. I think what a lot of people don't know is I was not really in a place where I understood what it meant to have a relationship with the Lord when I helped start the ministry. A friend of mine (laughs) asked me if I would help um, with marketing advice, and so I did that. And I was with the ministry for a couple of years when I started to recognize that having a relationship with God was not just following the rules, but in trying to be a good person but it really meant having a true relationship and so sometimes when people ask me what's one of my favorite testimonies from proverbs 31 i'll say my very own
0: (laughs) wow what a blessing that is and and i do want to encourage folks to find out more uh women ladies you will be extraordinarily blessed if you connect with Lisa, so much you can learn in the word and so much about the realities of life. One of the things that I love about your writing, Lisa, is that you're just an honest writer. And um, so many people do a great job writing about concepts, but it's an entirely different thing to write about the vulnerabilities of our lives. And I think that's what makes your book, in particular this one, Forgiving What You Can't Forget, so powerful. It's because it is so personal. So let's talk a little bit about the um, kind of the circumstances that brought about the book. Uh, You have an an amazing family, a beautiful family, but yet like every other family, not perfect. And you guys have been through some difficult seasons. Talk a little bit about that, Lisa. Yeah.
1: So um, my husband and I have been married for about two and a half decades when I found out that he was being unfaithful and, to say that I was shocked is quite the understatement. I I could not wrap my brain around what was happening. Also, at that same time, I became aware that he was struggling with some addictions and they, those things all kind of played in together and it just created what felt like an impossible situation. It was so, so hard. And I would love to tell the story that there was immediate repentance and then reconciliation. And that's a beautiful story. But that, unfortunately, was not our story. Our story was very long. It was very hard. It was complicated on every level. And um, I did not think that reconciliation was going to be possible. So it set me on this journey of trying to understand how do I live a redemption story when I can't control the actions of another person. I I, I can't even have any say so in the actions and reactions of another person. And yet their life is so much intertwined with mine. So it was quite a journey. Um, I also wanted to pursue healing and I felt so stuck because I wasn't able to have that epic conversation of, you know, like that moment where they admit where they're wrong, say they're sorry. And then there's this beautiful, you know, moment of of just coming back together through the sorrow of what happened. We just didn't have that. And so I had to try to figure out, is healing even possible when the other yeah. person refuses to acknowledge what they did or say they're sorry?
0: Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I think part of what I appreciate most about, again, Lisa, the honest writing style you have is that you don't try to clean up the story um quickly and I think sometimes uh I grew up in a, a kid of the 80s I used to love the Cosby show and the wonderful thing about sitcoms or our vi- our favorite shows is that every problem no matter how severe is solved in 26 minutes and 30 seconds right no matter yeah. what they're going through the family's able to put it back together by the end of the episode but life doesn't work that way does it
1: that's right. It really does not work that way. And, you know, I think for us, we're still walking through the healing process and still, you know, there, there are still moments where my husband and I look at each other and we say, are we going to make it? Like, right. is it even possible to heal from so much devastation? And, you know, we take it a day at a time. We give ourselves permission to let the healing process be messy because it is messy. And, you you know we for me it was really important that i i dig into not only god's truth but also taking advantage of of counseling because we all desperately needed it
0: yeah 2019 was a tough year for my family uh we went through a tremendous amount of pain we went through uh the death of our oldest son and uh his loss and then we went through a church transition uh, which was really painful from where we were coming from. And, uh, and, man, there were so many hurts. There were so many scars through, uh, through that experience and that process. And I, as I was reading through your book, you know, it seems to me that one of the big questions that keeps coming up is, how do we forgive when it feels like the pain that we've gone through is unchangeable and, uh, and and maybe even unforgivable.
1: Unfor- yeah, I'm glad you're asking this, because sometimes when it's impossible to put things back together, that can feel that permanent devastation can feel like this unchangeable becomes unforgivable. And, um, you know, I've wrestled with those feelings. And I I wanted to make sure when I wrote the book, forgiving what you don't forget, that people got the opportunity to acknowledge how unfair this is, how deeply painful this is. So I don't start the book with demanding that people step right into forgiveness. I start by acknowledging their pain, their skepticism about whether or not forgiveness could work for them. And I also started with resistance. And and why it was so important for me to start there is because I had to let my reader know, I know the depth of the skepticism, the resistance, the doubt, the feelings of unfairness. I know the depth of all of that. Therefore, they could trust the advice that I was going to give.
0: Yeah, so I love the fact that you're not imposing some shallow um, kind of Christian cliches demanding that we rush quickly to forgiveness. But on the other hand, you are saying that you, you deserve to stop suffering. Because of what um, another person has done to you, aren't you?
1: Absolutely. And I think the reason that that is so important is so that the person who was hurt, that they don't feel like the one who hurt them also hijacks their ability to heal. And so I wanted to empower people to drive a stake in the ground and say, I deserve to stop suffering because of what another person has done to me and I think the way that my story unfolded is I and I, I wanted to make sure to put this in the book is I went to my counselor and in in kind of the most devastated part we were at about 18 months and I thought my husband and I were about to reconcile and get back together and then I had my heart shattered all over again. And I remember just going and sitting in front of my counselor and he asked me this question, Lisa, do you want to heal? And I said, yes, I really want to heal. And he said, well, today's a good day to start working on forgiveness. Mm. And I thought, are you crazy? Are you high? Like, no, I'm definitely not ready to work on forgiveness because I don't even know how this story is going to turn out. And he said, okay, Lisa, let's just start with your pain and he told me, write down all the facts of how you were hurt. Put them on these three by five cards. And when I did, and I put those cards on the floor of his counseling office, he looked at me and he said the very best thing anyone could say in a situation like that. He said, I believe you, and what's happened to you was wrong. And I'm so sorry for how you've been hurt. And it wasn't the person who hurt me saying that, it was just another human daring to bear witness to my pain. And, you know, I want to do that for someone listening today. I want to say, I believe you. I believe your pain is real, and I'm so sorry for how you were hurt. But friends, you really do deserve to stop suffering because of what another person has done to you. And the only way to sever that source of suffering is through the power of forgiveness.
0: My friends, forgiveness is not only possible, but it's one of the most healing decisions to embrace and that's why we're going to dedicate this conversation to helping you to walk out the journey of healing through forgiveness we're going to give you wisdom on how to do that but i also want to give a gift of a complimentary copy of lisa's book to five of our friends who uh, have not yet connected with us through social media and so maybe you're listening and you say you know what everything you just described i can relate to You're describing my current reality, and I know there are literally hundreds of thousands of people listening to me right now that could raise their hand, but we're going to try our best to be a blessing to many of you through this conversation and through a few of you through social media. So go there now. Let us know if you're interested in the book. We'll pick five names, five names, and we'll let you know today about your blessing of getting forgiving what you can't forget. Don't go anywhere, much more to come. Next up on Equip with Chris Brooks. As a dad, a friend, and a neighbor, I share your concerns over the growing problems in our culture. That's why on Equip, we tackle the tough issues, learning how to respond with grace and truth. We're looking for like-minded partners to stand with us. Would you be willing to become an Equipper today? In this role, you'll give a monthly donation to support the ministry of Equip. And as an Equipper, you'll receive insider benefits such as a bi-weekly email that contains pastoral messages prepared just for you. Become an Equipper today by calling 888-644-4144 or go to EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Today we're talking about forgiveness, the powerful tool God has given us to experience his healing after we have been hurt. My guest today is Lisa Turkhurst, number one New York Times bestselling author, Uh, Her current book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget, is a personal journey into the depths of uh, both pain and the promise of God and His faithfulness in the midst of our hurts. Once you get a copy, you can learn more by going to our website, EquipRadio.org. That's EquipRadio.org. Also, uh, you can uh, learn more about Proverbs 31 Ministries. Uh, Lisa's uh, ministry as well. Uh, Lisa, there's so much about your book that uh, has challenged me to rethink the way that I understand certain things that I thought I deeply understood. One of those things is forget, uh, I'm sorry, bitterness. Uh, You talk about bitterness in the book, and I thought that I understood bitterness in the context of always being a negative thing, and certainly it has negative fruit um, in particular, if we don't recognize it for what it is, but but help me to understand what is bitterness or maybe put a different way, Lisa, what does bitterness reveal about us?
1: Well, this is kind of a strange part of the book, but I think it will really help open people's eyes and maybe feel not so Scolded around their bitterness when I said that there, there is a blessing to bitterness. And I'm sure when people read that, they're like, what? Because we're only taught that bitterness is bad. And like you appropriately set up, we don't want bitterness to get into our heart and sit there because it will turn us into someone we don't want to be. But the blessing of bitterness is what bitterness reveals about us bitterness doesn't often visit the cold hearted person. Bitterness often gets into someone's heart who's quite tender hearted, who has thrown their arms open wide, who dared to love deeply. So they got hurt deeply. So what bitterness reveals about us is that we've been deeply hurt. And I think when we tend to the hurt, the bitterness will diffuse. And I think what, don't understand and this is what I didn't understand for so long that when hurt sits unattended too long in the human heart it turns into all kind of versions of hate and bitterness certainly plays a part in that so I just wanted to make sure people knew that if you are struggling with some bitterness and resentment it doesn't show that you're you have a, a limitation in your ability to love it actually shows quite the opposite
0: I appreciate you saying that, and I appreciate those who right now are saying, you know what, this describes me, because part of it is just Lisa being honest. You know, I want to come back to uh, your journey um, in in a very personal way. There's not only the fact that you have to deal with your own emotions, not only do you have to deal with the reality of the person uh, that has hurt you, but there's also the emotions of the community that's been around you. Talk about that um, aspect of things uh, when people are saying to you, you should just give up, throw in the towel, um, when, when people maybe are hurt for you and uh, maybe resistant themselves to forgiveness.
1: Well, I want to say, first of all, I understand that. I think that forgiveness can sometimes feel like a very unfair gift that we have to give to the other person. But what I learned after studying forgiveness in the Bible for over a thousand hours, and before anybody gets super impressed with that, I want you to know for about the first 200 of those hours, I was looking for the exception. Like, surely God does not mean that we are really supposed to forgive everything, including some of the deep hurt that I've been through. But what I found is that forgiveness is a command by God, and there really is no loophole. There's no out with it. But reconciliation is very dependent on a whole lot of factors. And so we've got to disentangle these notions of, Forgiveness and reconciliation is that they always have to work together. And another powerful thing that I learned, and I think this is probably one of the most important things around forgiveness, is that forgiveness is actually this beautiful gift that comes from God to help heal the human heart. We don't have to conjure up forgiveness inside of us, like boss our feelings around and just be determined enough to forgive. We can we can understand that forgiveness isn't based on our determination. Forgiveness is actually our cooperation with what God has already done. So as God's forgiveness flows to us, we must let it flow through us to other people.
0: Yeah, you uh you describe this whole difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. I don't know if many people understand the distinction. How would you describe the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation?
1: Well, forgiveness is us saying that we are no longer going to carry the burden of being resentful toward this other person for what they did. Reconciliation is when we determine it's safe enough to be back in relationship with that person. So it was important to me that, you know, I think so many of us have relationships that Reconciliation is not possible either because the other person walked away or they shoved you away or they passed away. And so when reconciliation isn't possible or it's not safe, like in cases of abuse, it was important to me that I write about what do we do when it's not really even possible to have a conversation, much less reconciliation with this other person. And so I gave people a way to express their forgiveness, and it can be between you and God. You can have forgiveness in a conversation with your counselor about this other person. But you don't have to have a conversation directly with that person in order to obey God's command to forgive. And it was also important to me to write about boundaries, because sometimes when you've been hurt in a relationship that is ongoing, where there has been reconciliation, you can feel like it is this impossible setup to get hurt over and over and over again. And that's not, you know, forgiveness is not permission for the other person to continue to harm or abuse or hurt you. That's why boundaries must be, you know, really put in place to keep the emotional safety in the dynamic. And boundaries don't shove the other person away, they just help hold me together.
0: That's so good. That is so, so good. So it seems to me, if I'm getting you right, that I don't necessarily need the person to say I'm sorry to forgive them. I don't necessarily need them to repent to forgive them, but I do need them to repent to reconcile with them. Is that right?
1: Yes. And not only do they need to repent, but they also need to be discipled in how to make sure that what happened before doesn't happen again. You know, in my situation, my husband, part of the issue was that there were some addictions involved and I cannot control whether or not my husband stays in recovery with his addictions. And if I try to control it and I try to get too involved with his healing, I can quickly find myself working harder on him than he's working on him. So it was important to draw some boundaries to say, this is what I have to give, and this is what I do not have to give. And if, if we can come together and I'm not put in harm's way because of your addictions, um, then we can be together. But if you choose your addictions, then I must choose to create enough emotional distance and maybe even physical distance in our relationship so that I don't get harmed in the process.
0: I just feel like it's worth saying to someone again, you're not crazy. What yes, happened to yes, you I, is real, and um, and it's important to be able to acknowledge that hurt. And what happened to you is not only real, but it's wrong. But here's the thing, and this is why Lisa's book is so important. It's because you deserve to stop suffering because of what others have done to you. And if you're going to experience healing, this is uh, maybe the inconvenient truth of it all in many ways, forgiveness is a part of that journey. And um, and you're robbing yourself of that healing as long as you hold on to that unforgiveness. Lisa, we, we have to talk about resentment when we come back because you have real powerful story of a trip to the beach with your friends about resentment and what it can do in our lives. I want to talk about that when we come back. We also, uh, hopefully can uh, turn the page and uh, talk about some of the other things you learned in that thousand hours plus of studying what the Bible has to say about forgiveness, in particular what you learned about our Savior. Folks, don't go anywhere. There's so much more to go with uh, this conversation with Lisa. Also, don't forget our social media platforms are available to you now, Equip Radio on Facebook and Twitter. We're going to give away five copies of this wonderful book. Much more to come next up on Equip with Chris Brooks. Scripture reveals that God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. But what do we do when life seems to hold more struggles than satisfaction and you realize that you aren't finding your contentment in the Lord? Dr. John Piper's book, When I Don't Desire God, helps us find our way back to an abundant, joy-filled life in Christ. Get your copy when you support Equip this month. Call 888-644-4144 or go to EquipRadio.org. You're listening to a pre-recorded encore presentation of Equip with Chris Brooks. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks, having a fascinating conversation with my guest today, Lisa Turkhurst. We're going to get back to her wonderful book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget, in just a moment. But let me say thank you to all of our friends who stand with us prayerfully and financially, in particular, new friends today. Thank you to Tonette from Westmont in Illinois. Thank you to Richard from Lando Lakes, Florida. Thank you to Carmen from Aurora, Illinois. You guys rock. You are awesome. Thanks for partnering with us. Your gifts enable us to equip Christians to more effectively live, share, and defend their faith each and every day. If you have been blessed by the program and you have yet to support us this year, now's a great time to do it. Help us to finish this year strong, finish this month strong. Maybe you can give a special one-time gift of $30 or $100 or maybe the Lord has really blessed you in a special way. You can give a $1,000 gift or more. Two ways you could do it, one-time gift or a monthly partnership, you can do that as well. And that would be uh, what we call an equipper gift. And our equippers are so essential to the lifeblood of this ministry. So please partner with us today by dialing the number 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. 44. and Please know from the bottom of my heart, I so appreciate your partnership. Uh, Today, Lisa is helping us to kind of understand a framework for forgiveness. And Lisa, you say, and we've referenced it uh, so far a couple of times, about a thousand hours of studying forgiveness in Scripture. What did you learn through that process? Well,
1: I learned a lot. Um, The first 200 hours. I was looking for God's great exception. <laughs> so I think it's only important to let people know that. But um, I learned that God knows the human heart because he designed the human heart. And when he sent Jesus, and he, he sent Jesus to forgive us of our sins so that we could be reconciled to him and and that we could be set free from the power of sin and death. Forgiveness is such a cornerstone of the Christian faith, but not very many of us really understand what the Bible actually says and does not say about forgiveness. You know, the title of the book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget, That title was very intentional, because I think what holds a lot of people back is they think that's a biblical teaching, that we must forgive and forget, and when that's not possible, then people feel like, you know, they may feel like forgiveness just doesn't work for them, and so I wanted to get into the Scripture and actually teach people what the Bible says. In the back of Forgiving What You Can't Forget, there's a whole section walking through verse by verse by verse, every part of what the Bible actually does say about forgiveness. And I see it as a resource in the back of my book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget, that people will turn to over and over again.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, I was thinking about Chuck Swindoll when I read this quote from your your book. Uh, We can't change what we have experienced, but we can choose how the experiences change us. Unpack that a little bit.
1: Well, you know, I wish we could prevent other people from hurting us, but that's not possible. But what we have to remember is we don't want that person to hurt us twice by then turning us into someone that we were never intended to be. You know, it's natural to experience hurt in relationships. That is going to happen. But we get a choice whether that hurt defines us or refines us. Yes. And I know what it feels like to be defined by the hurt. I know what it feels like to to feel like such a victim of a circumstance that we didn't ask for, we didn't want, and we didn't didn't deserve. But I had to realize at some point, I either can hold up the banner of victim or I can hold up the banner of victory, but I can't hold them both up at the same time.
0: Yeah, so powerful. You know, when I was referring to Chuck Swindoll, his famous poem on attitude is uh, what I was thinking about. And in that uh, poem, he closes it by saying that he's come to discover or realize that life is uh, 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to what happens to you. So in many ways, uh, your your statement here really aligns. All right, let's go back in time to a day where you went to the beach with uh, some of your girlfriends and you got hurt. What did you learn about resentment on that day?
1: Well, I thought my resentment was gonna teach everyone else a lesson that they needed to learn. And so we were going to the beach and I don't even remember why my feelings got hurt, but they did. So when we got to the parking lot, everyone picked up their bags and their picnic baskets and they went off to the beach and I I didn't go. I thought to myself, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to teach them this really important lesson about how they should never, ever say what they say or do what they did. And I'll show them. And so I stayed in the parking lot and stewed and marched around. And you know, looking back on that, I was the Only one who experienced hurt that day. I was the only one who experienced consequences. Nobody else learned a lesson. And then when we were driving home, you know, I realized everyone else had a great day at the beach. They ate their picnic lunch and they played games and they had fun. But my resentment kept me in the parking lot where I was hot. I was miserable. I did not have fun. I didn't eat lunch. And I just thought, wow, resentment did nothing to teach anyone else a lesson. And it did everything just to keep me in a place of hurt and harm.
0: Yeah, I mean, what a life lesson. Don't lose your day at the beach, right? I think that every single one of us knows what it's like to go through that. Don't lose your day at the beach. I, I do want you to address this from a different angle though. Because we've been addressing it so far from the angle of the person who has to forgive. But what about from the perspective of the person who is seeking forgiveness? Do you have any wisdom or advice for them?
1: Absolutely. I would say a humble, tender heart does more to make people feel safe in a relationship where there's been hurt than anything else. One thing my my counselor helped my husband see is it wasn't just enough for him to eventually ask for my forgiveness. It was so important that he walked through the process of emotional healing with me. And when I would get triggered in my pain, that his response back to me could not be you're still dealing with this. You're going to hang this over my head for years. If he would have said that, I would have suddenly felt very unsafe and it would have really caused me to doubt whether or not the relationship could continue. But what he did instead, he had humbleness and he had gentleness and he just said, of course you're still hurting over this. What do you need? Do you need me to talk to you about it? Do you need to be by yourself? Do you need a hug? Do you need me to process something with you? And I think that humble, gentle response is so helpful and so important when that person is seeking, you know, really seeking to, um, get forgiveness from another person. You have to realize that there was an emotional cost to this and respect the process of healing.
0: Yeah, you do have to respect the process of healing and all of it to me, um, maybe the hardest part is patience because we, um, Um, we all seem to want this process to go quicker than what it does, don't we?
1: Yes, and healing
0: is never quick.
1: It just isn't. And I think we respect that with our physical bodies. We know when a bone, bone gets broken, we care for it very tenderly. We don't put too much weight on it. We put it in a cast. We go to the appropriate doctor. And we recognize it will take time for this bone to heal. But when we're broken emotionally, sometimes we expect to rush through the process and just, quote, get over it. You can't just get over pain. You have to move through it.
0: Yeah, I'm so grateful for that statement. We have to move through it. Folks, we got to take our our third and final break for today. But when we come back, I promise you, we're going to land this plane in the heart of the gospel. And uh, I, I want Lisa... Uh, to uh, really help us to understand how do we know when we really have forgiven? Because one of the most revealing things that I found in your book, Lisa, is that you thought you had forgiven, only to realize that you hadn't. I really want us to understand what closure looks like on the forgiveness front and how we can journey through this process together with Christ. Jesus loves us. And that's the wonderful thing about being a believer is that we don't have to traverse through these difficult parts of life by ourselves. I wouldn't want to walk through life without a savior. Maybe today you need to know the love of Christ, a love that can give you purpose and restore and heal what's broken. I got a number for you. It's 888-NEED-HIM, 888-NEED-HIM. Call it today. We'll be right back, right after this. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. What a great time. It has been a special time with Lisa Turkhurst, and uh, I'm honored that she would carve out these uh, moments to talk to us about how to forgive what you can't forget, uh, discover how to move on, make peace with painful memories, and create a life that's beautiful again. You can't change what's happened in the past, but life can be beautiful again. Lisa, before we went to break, Uh, I kind of talked about how to know that you have really forgiven. How do you know if you've really forgiven a person?
1: Such a good question. Such an important question. You know, listen to the way that you either talk to yourself about the event inside of your own head when you're recalling what happened or listen to what you say to other people about the event that happened. The time that you got so hurt, the time that they walked away, the time that things got broken, and listen for a couple of things. One, when you tell the story, are you more focused on the details of what happened, or are you more focused on the life lessons that you gained along the way? And when you listen for those two things, the details of what happened or the life lessons, when you are healing, you start to focus not on what happened as much as you still acknowledge the pain, but you focus on the experiential wisdom that you've gained along the way that then you can transfer into someone else's life who's hurting and really help them in their journey. And that's when you know that you're really healing.
0: That's so powerful. All right. Let's talk about this 25th wedding anniversary renewal of the vows ceremony. What was that like?
1: Well, it was a beautiful day. It was an unusually warm day in December of 2018, and um, we had the beautiful rare opportunity to renew our vows, and I'm so grateful. It was honestly a day that I never thought that we would have, but it was a gift, and I'm really so, so thankful. But I do want to make sure to tell any listener that is tuning in today if your story didn't end that way, please know, I, I don't know why sometimes God allows people to reconcile in a relationship, and sometimes God rescues them out of a relationship. But regardless how your story went, you can pursue a redemption story with God. Reconciliation is dependent on two people coming back together. And if that's not possible for your situation, just know what is always possible is that you and God can write a beautiful redemption story with your life, no matter what.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, because for some people, the story has ended uh, differently than you and and Art. And I'm grateful for where you guys are at right now, even acknowledging that it is an ongoing process. I'm grateful that you guys on that warm day in, in December in 2018 were able to renew your vows to say, Um, I love you again and to experience that joy. Um, I do want to give you opportunity, though, to uh, speak to maybe uh, those who are in the process right now. And they're not in the uh, maybe mountaintop moment, but they're in this valley where it feels like forgiveness is so elusive that it will never come, that there's no way healing can happen. You've been in those moments Lisa, what do you want to say to those who are there now?
1: Well, I would just say make sure to remember that forgiveness isn't a feeling. It's an act of obedience, and it's a step toward healing. And so even when your hurt feelings don't want to cooperate with holy instructions, just remember our feelings are supposed to be indicators that there's something that needs to be processed but it should not be a dictator on whether or not we forgive we can forgive we can choose to take that step toward healing we can make the choice not to hold resentment or to retaliate against this other person totally trusting God to handle what needs to be addressed and the accountability that needs to be put in the other person's life we can really trust God for that But if your feelings aren't signing on to this process, that's okay. Remember, forgiveness is a decision. You can make that even when your feelings don't want to cooperate. And it's a process where we work out those hurt feelings and attend to the trauma of our hurting heart.
0: You know, I always pray that the right people will listen to every program. Today's program has been uniquely special to my heart. Uh, Uniquely personal in a lot of ways, but I also think very beneficial to so many. So much so that I'm going to ask something that I, uh, I don't know if I've ever asked this before. And that is I want those of you who are listening to be what I would call a digital evangelist. And what is a digital evangelist? It's real simple. It's somebody who just simply uses their social media to share good news. The good news of Christ. And in, in uh, relation to today's conversation, it's the good news of, of Christ not only forgiving us, but through purchasing our forgiveness gives us the power to forgive others and to receive that forgiveness as well. So I want you to go onto your social media and either uh, share uh, a image of the book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget, along with a link to this interview or at least sharing the interview uh, so that people can hear this discussion and conversation and experience their healing. I also want you to get a copy of the book. It's so important to my heart that uh, you really understand the depths of this. I don't want to cheapen it as much as I appreciate these uh, moments with Lisa. We really have just scratched the surface. The book has so much more content, and so I want you to go – to our website, equipradio.org, equipradio.org, we have ordered instructions there. And then don't forget, we're giving away five copies. Um, I guess the last question before I let you go, uh, Lisa, is what difference does Christ make in all of this process? Someone may be listening to us saying, I'm going to try to pursue it, but I'm not a Christian. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. What difference does Christ make?
1: Well, for me, Christ has made all the difference in the world because I know that it was His work on the cross when He died to forgive us of our sins that makes forgiveness even possible. And for me, forgiveness comes from God. It's not something I can override my feelings enough to just conjure it up within myself. And as God's forgiveness through the power of what Jesus has done, as God's forgiveness flows to me that's what then must flow through me. And Jesus knew, he knew what it felt like to be so very human and hurting. He was sinless, but he was absolutely human. And he had feelings and emotions when people hurt him, he wept. And when he lost someone he loved, he wept. And so I think it's so important that Jesus, because he knows what it feels like to be human that we look at his example, and what did Jesus do? Jesus modeled forgiveness. And when Jesus taught us to pray, he told us to forgive every single day. If you look at the Lord's Prayer, over half of the words in that prayer are on forgiveness.
0: Lisa, I want to just say thanks. Um, I don't know how to fully express how much I appreciate the work that you've done here, but I will say this. Thank you for taking your heartbreak and turning it into pages of healing um, so that wounded hearts can go free. And to those who are in the forgiveness journey, um, hang in there for Christ's sake and for your own healing sake, and know that he is Emmanuel. He's got with us. Thank you, Lisa, for joining us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to be with you.
0: Folks, you can find out more about the book, Forgiving, what you can't forget by going to our website, EquippedRadio.org. That's EquippedRadio.org. I will also want to encourage you. There's five giveaways we're going to do from, uh, to friends on social media. And so if you haven't connected with us before there, please go there. Uh, but don't worry. If your name is not picked, you still can order a copy. And maybe this is the year gift that you need to give to yourself so that you can go free. These aren't easy conversations, but I do believe they are mile markers in your journey to healing. And I believe that God has better in store for us ahead. My friends, thanks for being with us. Don't forget to support the program if we've been a blessing. Dial 888-644-4144. Remember, Equipped with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Hey there, friends, Chris Brooks here. You know, this is a wonderful time of the year as we celebrate Jesus' birth with family and friends. And I want to keep you focused on Jesus throughout this very busy season so you don't want to miss my conversation with author Jared Wilson as we ponder the gifts of grace that are ours through Christ. Don't miss Equip. Listen live weekdays at 1 Eastern, noon Central on the Moody Radio app or equipradio.org.